Greetings, rare ones, and welcome to the Rare Birds Emerging Markets podcast. And this is Joanne, and we are now on episode number 179 of Conversations with Joanne. So it's really great to be speaking directly with you guys again. And since we latched test space, um, I believe our last conversation was episode 169, where I spoke to you guys about R1s. So quite a bit has happened since then. <clears throat> Excuse me. So in between, we had nine episodes, which was focused specifically on Puerto Rico. So I wanted to do a series specifically focused on uh, the island of Puerto Rico because I was curious, of course, and also because um, I was reading a lot about the startup ecosystem on the island, and I just wanted to dive in deep, and I thought it would be something that you guys would want to hear as well. So that's where it all began. I do have to tell you that Puerto Rico is a place that I started visiting when I was really young. And I visited it every year until um, I was a teenager. Yeah. So I was going to Puerto Rico all the time. But back then it was, I was younger and, you know, I didn't have my wits about me the way I do now, I guess. <laughs> or so I'd like to think. Maybe I have no wits. Anyway, so um, Puerto Rico is a place I was always visiting. And nowadays, actually, when I when I go through Puerto Rico, it's because of a layover or because I'm heading back home. But hopefully the next time I go, it'll be to stay and I can meet some of the folks that um, I had conversations with. But um, I learned a great deal from the conversations I had, the nine conversations I had with everyone from Puerto Rico. It was a great learning curve and a, and a really good experience for me, and I hope it was for you as well. Uh, the deep dives were brilliant, and um, the ecosystem there is just really, really vibrant. And I, I really um, felt inspiration speaking to everyone and just learning about how far they've come and how much further they're interested in going. So I hope you learned some new things as well. And maybe um, you were able to identify with some of the the things that, or some of the, I should say, the intricacies and, and the nuance that, um, that exists in Puerto Rico. Right. So now we are about to embark on a new series, right? Which is series number nine. And this series is titled Block... Um, education and adoption, blockchain in Africa. So this series starts from a perspective of adoption and education. So using education as a means for adoption and just speaking generally about adoption. So those are the two focus points. And uh, the conversations really take us on a journey of the possibilities that exist with the technology. So it's not a crypto-focused series, okay, but more of an exploration of the underlying technology, blockchain, that underlines all of these um, technologies that we've been hearing about, whether it's Bitcoin or Ethereum or Cardano or what have you. There's so many of them, right? And um, just how the different actors on the ground in, in the various countries um, see the ecosystem evolving through these um, through the technology itself, okay? So in this series, I speak with 13 entrepreneurs, ecosystem builders, and innovators from across the continent to learn from them how they are currently using it. And like I said, how, how um, they envision it and how they see it having impact in their respective countries. And as always, I'm pretty excited to share these um, conversations with you. And if anything, I hope you walk away with new perspective and some new nuggets of wisdom. So I just want to tell you a little bit about 
the um the guests that we'll be welcoming to our new fat to our family of uh, rare ones. Um, I'm not going to go into detail in terms of their bios that will come with each episode, but I just want to give you a, a broad overview of of who they are. So there's Abbas, who's from Somalia. And Abbas and I are going to speak about blockchain potential in Somalia. Now, Abbas has a long history working with startups um, coming from a tech background. He actually used to work for Ledger as well. So for those of you who um, invest and own crypto, you are familiar with Ledger, right? As well as some other really big tech companies. So he has a lot of experience and our conversation was really about the potential. And I was so excited to have him on the podcast um, because I've, I've always wanted to have someone from Somalia and um, just learn more about, about how technology is being used there and just startups generally. So I hope you enjoy listening into that. There's also Abdel Fattah. He's from Morocco, but currently based in South Africa. And we talked about what he has called, what he's coined Depot, which is decentralized politics. So if you think DeFi, decentralized finance, this is Depot, decentralized politics, which is sort of the next wave or the next evolution of um, of a decentralization <clears throat> um, and um, in Africa and its impact on the sort of political sphere and his project and what he's doing, what he's rolling out, as well as Blockchain in Islam, which is um, a book that he helped to um, co-author. So it was really, really insightful to hear him speak about about Islam and how um, protocols pretty much align with, um, if you want to call them, the protocols that exist within, within Islam um, which is much bigger than a religion, but a way of life, right? So um, that was really interesting. And then Ara, which is a repeat guest, a second repeat guest. I think she's our first repeat guest um, on the podcast. And she's from Zimbabwe. I did promise that we'd have her for a part two. And this time she's going to talk about blockchain and the fourth industrial revolution. And um, she actually got into this space through Bitcoin. There's a really interesting story there, which she'll share. And then we deep dive into 4IR and just um, Zimbabwe, things on the ground, and how she believes the technology can be used to um, to really advance some of the, uh, the, the systems or the infrastructure that's currently in place. And then there's Iman from Egypt and Iman is the co-founder of Arabs in Blockchain and she's involved with a lot of um, awareness and education for um, those in the um, Arab community and uh, we talk about blockchain education in the Arabic language and Iman has been someone who's contributed to I think translating um, some of the um, the language into Arabic for the Ethereum Foundation and um, we just spoke a lot about um, her experience and what she's doing. And I think that'll be really insightful for people who um, obviously speak other languages and coming from communities where languages, language may be a barrier and you feel like there isn't a lot of representation for the technology. Um, Iman is definitely spearheading some really, really interesting um, projects and things in the region. And I think you'll definitely enjoy hearing from her. Uh, there's also Idowu from Nigeria, um, and he and I talked about reimagining blockchain opportunities for Africa, and it was kind of a 
philosophical, historical conversation. Maybe some would say it was a little utopian, but I think we should allow for that. We should allow space for different types of conversations, right? And um, Ido is um, originally, he he's a technologist. So he's a tech guy, a deep tech guy, actually. And he now works with businesses, helping them to adopt the tech. And he has clients all over the world. So it's always nice to talk to Idowu. And then there's Peter from Nigeria as well. We have three Nigerian guests. We have Idowu, Peter, and Precious. Peter is um, Africa Growth Lead for C-Labs and um, CeeLo Blockchain. And he spoke about the three layers of blockchain education and He's involved with a lobby group in Nigeria as well. And Peter is young and filled with amazing ideas. And I think you'll find his perspective really refreshing. And then the third Nigerian guest I have is Precious from Nigeria. Precious is a blockchain architect. And um, basically, blockchain architects, uh, if you're not familiar, they kind of bridge, they act as a bridge between the the business side and the tech side, providing solutions. So um, he and I spoke about redesigning the future with blockchain. <clears throat> and then Umar, who's from Senegal, and I, Umar is a tech guy as well, uh, a Drupal expert, and he does a lot of work with Hyperledger, etc. And he and I discussed challenges of education in blockchain for French developers. And this was quite similar, or not too dissimilar, I should say. Uh, to the conversation I had with Iman about language and how the the language barriers a real challenge because so much of um, the instruction is in English. So we we had a real interesting conversation around that. And Omar is also involved with community development. So it was really interesting to hear his perspective. And then Pascal from Cameroon, who um, a tech guy, Yes, worked with some big companies and now building his own startup, Sukabit. I hope I pronounced that correctly. And he and I spoke about the role of education when building a blockchain startup. So basically, if you are building a startup in the blockchain space, education, um, educating the consumer is something that you should be doing uh, as you build, right? You're building with your community and educating them as you go along. And it was really interesting to hear about how he's been, how he used the WhatsApp group to engage with uh, early adopters and so on. So very insightful conversation if you're trying to build a startup. Um, Pretty from South Africa, a entrepreneur. And our conversation talks about how she's using blockchain in the hair industry. And um, very, 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 yes, interesting. Um, looking at supply chain, which we know is a big area, lots of use cases for blockchain and supply chain. And around here, um, which we know is a billion-dollar market. Women love hair. Yeah, so really, really good chat there with Pretty, And then Rosalind from Kenya, who is an economist and also works um, in the industry on the ground in Kenya. And we spoke about investing in blockchain education with business cases. So that was a more of a financial kind of conversation. So that was interesting. And then Sonia was originally from South Sudan and now living in Kenya. And Sonia works for I, I, IPFS, as in IPFS Filecoin. And she and I spoke about the role of EdTech in blockchain adoption. Sonia is a self-taught developer and she has a fantastic story of her journey and how she got into this field. And she's really passionate about decentralizing the web. So 
it's re- it'll be really good to hear um, for you to hear how she got into the industry and what she's doing now. And we recorded prior to her starting with IPFS, but even before that, she was working for other companies and just a huge advocate. So yeah, really good chat. And then lastly, Tarek, I hope I'm saying that correctly, Tarek, Tariq, Tarek from Tunisia, forgive me. Um, Arabic speakers, if I've completely said that incorrectly. Um, he is the founder of a Paris-based consultancy, and he's going to talk to us about blockchain business design, and he's going to give us some more details about uh, blockchain in Tunisia. And what's really um, interesting about what he's doing is that his company is leveraging local tech back in, in Tunisia um, and providing that service to international clients um, all around the world. And he's based in Paris. So it's a great way if you're interested in, um, you know, you have a lot of local talent where you live. And, you know, as we know, a lot of people don't have jobs and there's um, a big push right now to um, upskill people who are interested in this industry in tech. So if you have a lot of people with the skills and they don't have jobs and this is something that you want to do, you're based away. Um, you can definitely um, listen in to see how he has done it. So, um, yeah, these are some, these are the 13 that I have had conversations with. Um, They come from various parts of the continent, different languages, different cultures, different ethnicities, different perspectives, and more importantly, different insights. So um, I wanted to do a series on adoption and education because I really wanted to understand how are the local actors currently envisioning and using this technology, like I said before. So this technology is very new and everything is um, sort of in its early stages. Um, It's still nascent. So with all things new, you have challenges. So I wanted to hear what those challenges were and I wanted to get an understanding of what are these people on the ground actually doing. And um, Like I said, the conversations vary. So some were more historical and philosophical. uh, Some were more about the economics. Some were focused more on the tech, on the community building. Others were, you know, entrepreneurs talking about their startups. Some were political and um, some were just about business. And I feel like, um, yeah, it was, that's how it should be, right? It's just really, really good mix. Um, and you know how it is in emerging markets in any developing country for that matter. There's really no separation of politics and business and tech. It's all kind of meshed together, right? So you kind of have to understand a little bit of everything and see how it's it all interplays and how it's all connected together. So you're definitely going to get that. Or at least that was that's what I was aiming to give you. And it's just an intro. However, I look forward to... Um, sharing um, more of these types of conversations with you in the future. But that's a conversation for another time, not right now. Um, So this series kicks off on Wednesday, 7th July, and runs until the end of September. So we're on the the, uh, ninth series, yes, but this is in the third quarter. So you remember we did um, India and like home-based businesses, and then we jumped into Puerto Rico, the ecosystem there, and now we're focusing on adoption and education um, across the African continent. And then uh, the next series, number 10, is going to finish out the year. That's going to run from October to December. It's a collaboration that I'm doing. But I'll tell more. I'll tell you more about that another time as well. And, um, yeah, 
in the next conversations with Joanne in September, we'll talk about that. So folks, that is it. So I look forward to kicking things off with you on Wednesday, 7th July, and then every other Wednesday after that. And summer is almost here. I wish you a healthy and safe summer, a hot summer, a fiery summer, wherever you are in the world. And of course, please don't forget to listen in, subscribe to the podcast newsletters, as well as to the Sunday weekly news. The podcast newsletters complement the actual podcast. And that goes out every uh, Sunday with the news. I started writing the podcast newsletters because I wanted to, I actually started writing them for myself (laughs) because I wanted to um, dive deeper into some of the themes and topics that I was having in the conversations. I felt like I wanted to go further. I didn't want to end with the conversations. I wanted to keep going down the rabbit holes and and just learning and understanding more. And I'm just sharing it. So the it's written in sort of like a, a question based style so please have a read and um the sunday weekly news is basically a recap of all um news in emerging markets about blockchain um so i share news what's been happening for the week weekly recap as well as podcasts cuz we love podcasts so you get to um get quick bites and it's through third parties. So obviously I share the links and everything so you can go and check those out as well as some other cool stuff that I've been um, foraging and and deep diving into for the week. So yeah, it's a little bit of everything. Anyway, that's all for me, folks. Continue to stay rare as always. And I will see you online until Wednesday, 7th July. Bye for now.